mental health and wellbeing have never been more important. As well as working with the broader business community for more than 15 years, organisational psychologist Hayley Loken has worked closely with hospitality owners and managers to understand the issues they face. She's a practical person and today she offers a wealth of practical advice on mental health and wellbeing strategies for hospo workers and managers. This podcast has been sponsored by Employers Mutual Limited and is brought to you by the SA branch of the Australian Hotels Association. Today, Hayley is speaking with Tim Boylan. Hayley, welcome back to the studio for the sixth and final podcast in this series. Thanks for having me. The subject today is change. Um, If we weren't comfortable with change before, well, COVID has certainly pushed us into that space. Um, Surely we're all change experts now. (laughs) Yeah, look, I think to an extent we probably are, I have to say. Uh, Before COVID, whenever I would run training sessions for either staff or managers, it would always include a change component about Mm. change management and how we cope with change. I feel like that's a bit redundant now, to be honest, because we've literally lived and breathed it for for 12 months. And so if we weren't comfortable before, then then we're certainly, I think, more comfortable now, whether we're truly comfortable or not, maybe not. But um, uh, look, I think what we know before COVID is that you know, change is happening faster and faster. So, you know, the, the the change in technology, for example, is happening more and more quickly now compared to if we think about 50 years ago and how quickly change happened back then in Very certain true. spaces. Yes. But I think what COVID and, and you and I were having this conversation just before, Tim, I think what COVID has done is is thrust us into this point where we have needed to adapt so quickly in, in a range of spaces, not just technologically, but also in the way that we engage with each other, how we engage with customers, how managers manage their people. That's, you know, been turned on its head because there's, you know, people have been working in all sorts of kind of locations. Um, so I think there's a number of ways in which we've needed to adapt. Um, But I guess what we've still seen is a really good example of how people do respond differently to change. Um, You know, there are there are ways that we respond kind of emotionally to it. You know, we have this almost visceral reaction. Some people love it. They love change and they love doing things differently and it's exciting. Um, Whereas other people, you know, very much routine based and they've struggled a lot more. And so they tend to be a bit resistant. Yes. Um, But we also have, you know, quite um, uh, quite kind of behavioral responses to change as well so how we what we do how we act that is that's quite different also so what I've seen from from my own experience through COVID is that some people have have really embraced it you know they've loved how you know they've they've had to do things differently you know some people have loved working from home and and some people have enjoyed having more time with with family they've enjoyed having more time at home being doing being able to do things like puzzles and gardening and baking and and all of that stuff um whereas for others their their response to to this sort of change or this pandemic really Mm. has been quite different people have felt isolated and trapped and claustrophobic and and they've really hated every minute of it um so i think now more than ever we are so absolutely aware of how different we actually respond to large-scale change like this yes one of the biggest issues with change seems to be that uncertainty. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for those of you that have tuned into other podcasts that we've recorded, um, you might have heard us talk about the the 
importance of control. Uh, as as people, we really are wired to, to want control, to want some some form of predictability and some ability to influence or impact what happens to us. We we hate the idea that things just happen and we have no ability to kind of control them at, at yes. all. Um, so in, in large part, that is the that is the nature of change, right? Often it does have a strong component of there's not much we can do about it. And we've had we've had so much thrust upon us, and and often I suspect at if you're if you own the business or you're a very senior manager, you're often implementing change, and mm. it's easier often to to be the person implementing change and harder to be the person at on the end of it. And you've just mentioned that that importance of control well for for a lot of business owners that had absolutely no control you shall shut down you shall only have this many people in your hotel that must be very different for them uh i imagine hugely frustrating um to say the least and and certainly the hospitality industry we know have have really rallied together to lobby government to say you know we're we're, we're bleeding here we need help we need support you know don't keep us locked away and locked down for as long as you have um so it's been really interesting the way the industry has kind of banded together but i think it must have been hugely difficult as, a, as an industry to have had these changes um thrust down upon them as you say but also They've changed the, the changes have changed so regularly, if that makes sense, mm. and and mm. with restrictions coming and going and easing and, and tightening up again, and then lockdown, and then you know we're we're back after three days, not six, but a hospital venues planned on the six, and therefore don't have supply to open anyway, and yes. you know it's just been so uncertain, and in a lot of ways I think unclear. Um, which I understand is one of the ways that the AHA has been really vital for the industry. They've been able to lobby and, and, and communicate to members what the changes mean and what the restrictions mean, easing or tightening. Um, but, you know, very confusing, very uncertain, very uncertain times. Yes. So what what can we do with so much out of our control um, maybe not at the moment, but you know it, it may come again, um, or at other periods of life when you 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 feel that things are out of your control. Yeah, I think it's and it is really important to focus on the things that are within our control. We can't control most of it, in fact, in in the case of COVID, at least. Um, but there are some things that we still have the ability to, if not control completely, at least impact or influence, even to a small extent. So I think one of those things is around is around our ability to, to reframe the situation and and um, I I heard a saying a little while ago which I loved and so I tend to use it a lot now um, and it's this idea that our minds are like Velcro for negative experiences or emotions and like Teflon for positive ones and I just think that's fantastic and I in, like that I'm gonna great, can I can it? I steal that you can totally steal it it's okay. fine <laughs> but I think it's really it, that sort of captures what we tend to naturally do quite well that we we grasp onto the negatives to the threats to the bad things and we struggle to let them go whereas the good things or the things that perhaps are a bit more positive we really struggle with and it's a bit of our biology that's what's kept us safe from you know saber-toothed tigers forever and a day but um but i think it's also become ingrained in our behavior as well when i when i do coaching things uh, sessions with people and if we're doing any kind of testing for example 
then people often say to me, yeah, just skip over the positive stuff. Just tell me what I need to work on. Just let's mm, get to the bad mm, stuff. Mm. No one wants to hear about the good stuff. They want to skip to the bad, yes. the bad bits. You come back from a holiday and you tell people about the, the, the things that went wrong. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Exactly. So, so you're, you're talking about a positive reframing Yeah, here. absolutely. So I think it's about training ourselves to actually um, – actively look for what are what what is the silver lining albeit small or minor or insignificant what are the good things that might have come or at least the least negative things that might have come from the situation and that i think in itself is is something that we need to work on that doesn't come naturally i do think when we're talking about change as well it is important that we have a network of people around us and that can support us um you know this is something that you know, is is crucial for our well-being, of course, anyway. Uh, but I think that's perhaps why COVID has been so challenging because the networks that people would naturally have had through, for example, their work and being able to work with their colleagues, um, to be able to see family, to be able to go to gatherings with friends, those are the things that actually have been taken away. So our ability to connect and network with one another has been compromised and, and we've needed to find different ways. We've needed to find different ways to connect and, and to have those support supporting relationships because without them, um, we can feel really isolated yes. and, and there's nothing worse than feeling completely alone in that situation. And it's that burden shared is a, Correct. a burden Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Coming back to that idea of control, I I think it is important to think about what we can control and what we can't. Spending too much time thinking about the things that are outside our control, you know, when will we get the vaccine or, you know, when will uh, when will we be able to have that many people in our venue again or, you know, when will we be able to go back to whatever we were doing beforehand? A lot of those things are just not going to be in our control, let's be honest. And the more time we spend on that, it actually just creates more anxiety. It mm. creates this sense of helplessness, of disempowerment. It helps it, – it makes us feel helpless. Yes. Um, so I think thinking about – what is it that we can do? What is within our control and the things that we can have influence over helps to actually make us feel like we're achieving things, you know, that we are actually, we're able to get things done and there are things that we still have some influence over. Um, an element of change that's always crucial is is around, and for lack of a better term, I call it self-management. And it's just the, the basic things that we need to do to keep ourselves on track. You know, it's about managing our time. It's about getting enough sleep and enough, you know, eating, eating good food and getting some exercise. It's about, you know, setting ourselves realistic goals, you know, not trying to kind of you know achieve everything in a day i think we we more than anything through the stressful situation that has been the last 12 months i actually think we can all afford to just give ourselves a little bit of a break and be a bit kind to ourselves so you know looking after yourself looking for opportunities to relax and de-stress and unwind being kind to yourself where you have the opportunity to do that all of those things helps to build up our reserves and our our emotional tank if you like to to help us cope with Mm, significant change and this has been a consistent a theme of, of yours that yeah. uh, you know you know look after yourself get sleep healthy a bit of exercise yeah. um, I would imagine there would be quite a few people who haven't had a proper holiday even though your business may have yeah. been locked down you certainly weren't on a holiday um, and and so it might be time for you and for staff who've banked holidays because uh, um, there's nowhere to go to, yeah. to actually take a decent break. Absolutely. And and if you can't, if you don't have the opportunity to, to get away, to visit a, a regional location or a town somewhere in South Australia, if you're not comfortable travelling interstate yet, which many of us aren't, let's be honest, um, you know, if, if, there's, if there's not the opportunity to go somewhere regionally, then maybe it's just about, you know, 
having a couple of days and, and staying home and, 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 you know, connecting with, with family and friends and, and having your own little holiday at home uh, and doing the things that you haven't had the chance or to do. Or have a staycation. Go and stay in yeah. someone else's hotel and yeah, let them right. look after that's you. That's right. Yeah, be yeah. pampered for a weekend. Um, and I think, though, the, the, the last thing I'll say about change, and, and this is – this is probably, I think, the hardest thing for people to, to be able to do. And it's it's the ability to be um, comfortable with uncertainty and to be comfortable with the discomfort that comes from change. Um, again, it's we're not we're not built for this. You know, we're, we're, we're built to want to know what's coming and to an extent to have that sort of level of predictability or, or at least that level of control over what happens. So being able to kind of sit with the uncertainty at least for some of us, that's really, really hard to do. Mm. But it's crucial if we want to be able to actually cope with the ongoing change that we are likely to see for a while, let's be honest. Um, and I guess there's two things I would say here. One is that remember that situations change. You know, the very nature of change is probably what will save us from it. Situations will change. They, things will not stay the same as what they are at now. Things are constantly going to be changing. And with them, emotions will change. My, my mother has always said to me, emotions are fluid. That was one of the things that she coined as a term when we were growing up as kids. Emotions change. You know, how you feel today is not how you'll feel next week or next month or next year. How you feel will change. You will not always feel like this. And how you'll feel about a certain thing. Correct. Or, or also how you're feeling today overall. If exactly. I'm down today, exactly. it doesn't mean I'm going to be down tomorrow or the next week. Exactly right. And, you know, I remember as a, as a personal example, I remember when um, – Spurrier and, and Marsh, Premier Marshall, you know, announced that six-day lockdown and I was sitting glued to my television, as I'm sure a lot of people were, mm. thinking, oh, my gosh, this is actually – I can't believe this. This is amazing. And it was quite confronting and overwhelming and emotional. And yet by the end of what ended up being three days – I, as I think most people were, oh, actually, I, I quite enjoyed that. That was actually, that was a, quite a nice little holiday. It was, you know, it's a shame we couldn't do the full oh, six days. I'm not sure a lot of publicans are going to share your, no, uh, your feeling. <laughs> maybe there. not. Because a lot of people were. So, so pre-pandemic, mm. on that point you're making about comfort with uncertainty, pre-pandemic, a lot of successful owners and managers would have thought that they were pretty good with uncertainty but this mm. th this has been something big completely out of the blue and yeah. i suspect now that there is a um, an unease that sits beneath the surface of, yeah. of people who didn't have that level of unease they felt pretty confident mm. in the future and their ability to manage it so so mm. how would you deal with something as 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 intangible mm. as that it is really difficult and again that that comes back to this idea of being being able to sit with that uncertainty and to sit with the knowledge that we we don't have control over, over everything and COVID has been a stark reminder that there are things outside our control and so now more than ever we do need to focus on the things that we can control the things that are important to us the things that we can influence for a hotel owner you know doing what you can to ensure that your customers keep coming back that your staff are engaged and happy you're doing everything you possibly can but there is always going to be an element of what if and and we and we can't get around that and there's no sugarcoating mm. it. it it is what it is but you also know i suspect that you or you can you can take strength in knowing that look i i've got through some some of the difficult time most difficult times not mm. everybody did get through it mm. um my business has survived 
I can do this. Whatever the future holds, I can do this. Absolutely. And I think if I was going to say anything about that, it, it's, um, again, I'm, I'm taking someone else's words, but from discomfort comes growth. So we know that from being uncomfortable, it pushes us to to do things differently or to build those resilience skills or that well-being focus that we didn't have before. It's, it's pushed us to recognize what's important to focus on the things that maybe otherwise we hadn't really thought about um, th- there are things to have come from it that that are somewhat positive albeit having been an incredibly difficult time so you know un- uncomfortable situations discomfort it does bring about growth and change that's great Haley. you've been incredibly generous with your time over these six podcasts uh, i'm sure we'll hear from you again thank you very much thanks for having me You've been listening to organisational psychologist Hayley Loken in conversation with Tim Boylan. This podcast is kindly sponsored by Employers Mutual Limited and is brought to you by the SA branch of the Australian Hotels Association. If you or someone you know needs urgent help, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Call Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 or go online. Thanks for listening.